Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Hi, this is episode number 209 of Worldwide Wonderful Women, and the title of this episode is Should Saints Expect Smooth Sailing? Part 3. I have been teaching on the fallacy this month of there being no opposition when you're setting out to do God's will. So does opposition mean that God's hand of blessing is not upon your mission or your task? Should everything be smooth sailing? Well, we've been looking at that this month and whether that's doctrinally true. In part one, and I do encourage you to go back and listen to the other podcast, in part one we looked at 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 12 to 19. And we realize that we should expect opposition and not be surprised by it. In part two, we looked at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3, where we need to consider or learn from Jesus who endured such opposition from sinful men so that we will not grow weary and lose heart too. So we looked at Jesus and the opposition that he experienced in his ministry as well. Now here we are in part three, and we need to be alert and we need to persevere. We need to focus on what God is doing, seeking Him above all things so that we can find strength in spite of the opposition. You know, anybody can talk, but it takes a strong person in Christ to walk the walk, especially during hard times, because we need to be able to have God's strength in the midst of opposition. And it's in the midst of opposition that our true strength in Christ is going to be revealed. In Proverbs 24, 10, it states, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Now, I'm going to say it again. This is in the King James Version. If you faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. So really, it's the opposition that reveals your faith and strength in God. Remember Peter? He said that he would never betray Christ. But in the midst of adversity and opposition, he denied Christ three times. Not once, three. So we need to be alert as to what our mindset is toward opposition. I hear Christians talk as if opposition shows displeasure from God and that his blessing is not on something if opposition presents itself. That's not true. And and I pray that this month we understand that. Now, Acts chapter 14, verse 22 in the NIV says, 
strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Now, did you hear this? We have to go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. So those who enter the kingdom of God by faith within the present time are promised that their pathway and their walk to the future glory of heaven is going to be filled with tribulation. Also, Acts chapter 20, verse 19, it says in the NIV, I, talking about Paul, served the Lord with great humility and with tears and in the midst of severe testing by the plots of Jewish opponents. So you see, Paul said, even though he was humble and he was serving the Lord and wholeheartedly and compassionately with tears, he did so in the midst of severe testing and opposition from his Jewish opponents. You will quit, run, or desert your call if you think ministry or serving God is always going to be a bed of roses. There are Christians who are being martyred all over the world for their faith. And yet there are some that if they get a paper cut, they'll throw in the towel or change courses quickly. And, and it's unfortunate because God's strength is really revealed in us, especially in the midst of opposition. Now, as Christians, we definitely are provided by God a joy that no one understands in the midst of sorrows. And we should always stop and call upon the Lord so that he can reveal any sin to us, but also that he can reveal his will to us when opposition comes. And I'm not encouraging you to just plow forward like a bulldozer. This is definitely not the impression I'm trying to give you, especially as I'm sharing these scriptures. You shouldn't get that idea anyway. I just want to make sure that that's clear. We should always make sure that we are sitting before God in quietness and receiving instruction and fellowship from him, because basically that's the whole main point of our relationship with him anyway, is to have an intimacy with God. Our focus should be on him, not on circumstances. Now let's look at Isaiah. If you were to read Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8 to 12, this is what it says. Then I heard the Lord asking, whom shall I send as a messenger to this people who will go for us? I said, this is Isaiah talking, I said, here am I, send me. And he said, yes, go and say this to the people. Listen carefully, but do not understand. Watch closely, but learn nothing. Harden the hearts of these people. Plug their ears and shut their eyes. That way they will not see with their eyes, nor hear with their ears, nor understand with their hearts and turn to me for healing. Then said I, Lord, how long will this go on? And he replied, until their towns are empty, their houses are deserted, and the whole country is a wasteland. And the Lord has sent everyone away, and the entire land of Israel lies deserted. Wow, can you imagine this? Do you understand what's being said here? The more the prophet would proclaim the word of God, 
the less response he was going to receive from the people. Any of us would view this as a discouraging call to ministry because he would not see the fruit in the way that he may have desired. And that may happen with us. We might feel like, okay, I'm accepting this call and you're out and you you think that you're going to see this and see that. And it's good to plan, but we have to allow God to direct our steps. And the truth is, The call of God is for faithfulness to him, to his word, and to the call on our life. It's not in accordance to our will. It has to be his. So Isaiah wondered how long would the people continue to be unresponsive to his words of truth that were given to him by God. I mean, he was doing ministry. And the answer was, until the coming judgment of God on Judah that would lead that nation into captivity under the Babylonians. Now, what if you knew that you would work year after year and proclaim the word of God and teach or do whatever you have to do for God, and yet at the end, the people would still go into captivity? Would you lose heart? See, it's important for us to understand that we are called to be faithful. We are called not to accomplish our mission. We are called to accomplish the mission of God. So I want you to think about something. If this was your ministry, the ministry that Isaiah had, would you quit because it was not smooth sailing? Another question, who or what are you quitting on now because it's not smooth sailing? Hmm. That's a hard one, huh? Now let's look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 18 to 19, New Living Translation. It says, For see, today I have made you strong, like a fortified city that cannot be captured, like an iron pillar or a bronze wall. You will stand against the whole land, the kings, officials, priests, and people of Judah. They will fight you, but they will fail. For I am with you, and I will take care of you. I, the Lord, have spoken. If you read more about Jeremiah, you find out that his whole ministry is practically one of opposition too. His ministry will be one where his close friends will turn their back on him. If you look at chapter 20, verse 10, he's going to be mocked. Chapter 20, verse 7. He's going to be beat and imprisoned, chapter 37 of verse 15 of the book of Jeremiah. And then they're going to want to kill him in chapter 28, verse 8. Need I say more about opposition and about being faithful? What if Isaiah or Jeremiah had the mindset that ministry should be smooth sailing? Or that if you are in God's will, things will just unfold for you? God does order our steps, and God does prepare the way and open doors, but not always in accordance to the way that we think. Both men would have left the call on their lives if they had believed this. The one thing that I get encouragement from is near the end where the Lord says, For I am with you. I will take care of you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Oh boy, I can break out in tears right now on that. It doesn't matter how much opposition or who or what comes against you. 
as long as you know that you're dealing with sin in your life and you're staying before the Lord on your knees and you're answering the call and obeying him, just know it doesn't matter how much opposition. If you know that God is for you, who can be against you? The main thing is that you must be alert to God and his leading. For some, it could be that God wants you to do something different and not endure constant opposition. I want to say that too. You might have to fast and pray to see if he wants you to stay. Don't let the situation, though, dictate your actions. Stay alert and let God lead you. That's the point I want to make over and over again this week. Whether you stay or whether you leave, if your heart is fixed on him, he will work it out and he'll give you the strength to do his will. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So whether we see the blessing or not in what we do, because we don't always see everything, and we don't always see all the people that we reach by being obedient to God, but if we would just be faithful and true to God, a harvest of blessing will come forth, okay? Whether we see it again or not, I just want to say that. All right, Psalm 27 verse 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Be alert. Be mindful of what God is saying to you in spite of everyone else or the situations around you. Wait on him. Be of good courage. He's going to strengthen you. Wait on God. It doesn't matter what opposition you are facing. That doesn't mean that God's blessings are not upon you. It doesn't mean that his favor has been lifted from you. Do you believe that? I hope you do. We'll see you next Friday. And smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.